Hey there, welcome back to Where Process Meets Application. I'm your host, Chanda Louise Otone. This is part two of episode two with Erwin Rodriguez. This whole concept or theme that I have of reflection, you know, so that, that makes sense. So let me, let's, let's pull, sure. it, pull it together. Yeah. So yeah. I'm curious, um, through this process, have there been any patterns that you've noticed about yourself when you're, you're going through this process? What are the patterns that you notice? Like, and then by patterns, like how you show up um, in a good way, how you show up in a bad way, like what, have you noticed anything? Right. I, I noticed that for me, my pattern is unless I have a healthy internal life, Mm, okay. my, my, my external life is affected. So in other words, the pattern for me is that I have to fill my tank every day. Every day, it's kind of like a choice to reset. Um, okay. And it's not, you know, it's and it and it's more than just going on vacation, because while yeah, you know, we go on vacation, but we still are filled with anxiety and filled with turmoil, even while we're on vacation. And so, you know, you hear that a lot uh, from people that, you know, that. Um, are wanting to get away. They're wanting to kind of escape. Um, and, um, and it has a lot to do with the fact that their internal life is in turmoil. So there's kind of like this internal, uh, the rhythm of their lives is not set up in a way where they're resetting and they're re right. That they're Ah. giving, they're giving those, those moments they're, they're setting aside moments of reflection, which is what you talked about. Um, so for me, that pattern of, setting aside moments of reflection, setting aside moments where I'm filling it, I'm filling my internal tank. And for many people, it's going to be different depending on your, you know, uh, depending on your spiritual bent, you know, uh, whether if you're a follower of Jesus, then your internal filling, it's going to be, you know, going to church, reading the word, prayer, meditation, right? All those things that kind of like just refill you. That's going to be, at least for me, that's going to be a pattern that uh, will have to be just happening on a continual basis okay. for other, for other people it might, you know, for other people, it might be reading, you know, um, it, it, uh, it might be uh, walking, going for walks, like things that kind of put you in that rested state. Okay. You know, things that kind of put you in that, um, that calm, that peaceful, um, that, that, that state where, you know, you're not, restless right okay have, so you're, you're not feeling anxious right you're not feeling anxious i have yet to meet someone that comes up with brilliant ideas because they're they're under a lot of stress wow you know? that's a really okay so you know so, so you're countering essentially you're saying that when you're at peace inside internally you're not feeling anxious leads to creativity yeah that leads to creativity a hundred percent that for me for me that has been the pattern in my life is that I find moments of just great ideas, ingenuity, uh. creativity, when it's not when I'm busy, but it's actually when I'm at peace. It's wow. actually, it's actually when, um, and you find that, you know, you find that, and again, if I take a page from scripture, you find that where, you know, uh, the disciples and Jesus are having this, just this tremendous day of ministry. They're killing it. People are coming from all over. Um, you know, they're casting out demons. They're 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 putting they're bringing value to uh, uh, 
to to people that have been rejected, to people that you know uh, that have been um, you know thrown to the side, and they're they're just busy doing good things. That's okay. that's the key. They're busy doing good things, but they're busy to such a degree doing amazing good things that they have they're not giving. They're not. There's a word that we use today. It's called self-care, right? We use that word now. Yeah. They're they're busy doing good things, noble things, valuable things, but they're neglecting their own self-care. They're neglecting their own Ooh, okay. re refilling. And so I love this story because Jesus says, Jesus in this moment, it's like you know you got all this awesome stuff going on. So like any of us, because we're productive individuals and we're kind of like. Uh, if you're a uh, if you're a, a driven individual, then you would take all this success and you would say, how can we make more success? So right. We got all this awesome stuff happening. How can we do more of it? Jesus doesn't do that. Jesus takes the opposite effect. He says, hey, look at all this awesome stuff that you guys did. Now I want you to press pause. I want okay. you to stop. I want you to stop, and now I want you to get away with me, and I want you to come with me and just get along with me. Let's calm the voices down. You wanna be that much more powerful, then you're gonna to have to learn how to put in place these patterns of just pressing pause. Patterns of pressing pause is probably the best way I can describe it. That could be memorable for anybody. It's just having a pattern in your life where you're gonna press pause. No matter how awesome things are going, Chanda, the temptation is gonna be, man, I am keep killing going. you right now. Let's keep going. Let's not stop. Let's let's I you know, I know we're on we're on, you know, uh we're on 60 hours, you know, what's one more hour? The 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 temptation is gonna be let's keep going. And so Jesus had to come in and had to shut it down. That is so interesting. I, I say that because this morning, well was it this morning? So I, I, I've been, I've challenged myself to, to be more consistent on my social media post. So I try to post at least one post a day, Monday through Friday. And I have all my other stuff that I have to do, work, et cetera, et cetera. So my mom had surgery this past week and mm. I've been her caretaker, which, you know, it's, if anybody has ever done anything like that, this is, it's very exhausting yeah. <laughs> to say the least. Sure. And um, last night I had to, I was lecturing this morning, I think at nine, and I still had my social media post to create and it was about 1130. And as I started to try to update my lecture notes, I just said, all right, Chanda, I think you're done. <laughs> right? Like, I think you are just done. And um, I literally couldn't go anymore. I mean, I could push myself a little bit, but I just sure. said, you know what? I think the best thing for me to do at this point is just go to sleep. Yeah. You know, I hadn't finished the notes. I hadn't posted any social media, but I just kind of had to just be like, look, you've been through a lot this week and, and you have to, you've got to press right. pause. Right. Give yourself I mean, permission yeah, to do that. Yeah. And, and you, and I think that it's so important if we want to be at our most creative, then you have to, you have to, first of all, you have to know yourself and know your own patterns of, you know, of busyness, right. your own patterns of business. Uh, and the thing is, is that we, are, we we all have a tendency to be busy, but being busy doesn't mean being productive. It just means right. that we're filling our time with something and it's not always the most productive. It's not always the most valuable. Um, it'll be on something that doesn't, you know, it's just something to do. 
And, um, and, then, and then that's one aspect of it. Another aspect of it is that we're doing so many good things. We're doing so many valuable things that it becomes the reason why we, 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 we are, um, we're, we're, we're running ourselves ragged. We're running ourselves into the ground because what we're doing is so valuable and so important. But we don't see that without you, without you, you you're, you're not here. Here's the whole point that Jesus is trying to make. You're not infinite. Ah, you're not, okay. you're not, you're not, all, you're not all powerful. You're not yeah. all knowing. You're not all present. That Ooh. means that in you, I have put in humanity, I have put in humanity the desire to press pause. And if Ooh. they do not press pause, right, that's why he's given us a day yeah. of rest, right? And if you do not press pause, you will see the effects of that. You will see the effects of that on your own world and your own self. And you will see the effects of that in others around you that are around you, you know, uh, and it affects your creativity, it affects your ability to write. It affects your ability. If you're a songwriter, it affects your ability to write good songs. Right. I, I like to, I joke about it, but it's, it's at some point it stops being a joke, but you know, there was a time where my output in songwriting and writing was bananas. I was doing it every day. And Ooh. again, I, 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 I put that on hold because fatherhood came in, right? I became a dad. I, uh, uh, you know, the, the busyness of wanting to be responsible came in and all those things are very, very important. And we, you know, I'm not saying that we should, you know, be irresponsible. We should be responsible with the things that we have to do, but we should also make time to go back to some of those things um, sure. where that gives us the most um, peace. Um, and out of that peace, and I love, I love the story of Albert Einstein. Uh, he would he would have these eureka moments in uh, you know in, in um, physics. He would have these eureka moments in physics when he would be doing things that had nothing to do with physics. He would be doing things like riding his bicycle. You know, I like he, that. He would be doing something that's completely opposite of his rhythm. It would be in his and because he's the type of guy that would use his mind a lot, right? He would have to find something physical to rest his mind. Um, and part of pressing pause for some of us might be that. If you're a person that uses your mind, then find something physical for you to do that gives your mind rest. If you're somebody that, that you know, that is physical, then find something that, that puts your body at rest and, and uses your mind a little bit. I'm always using my mind. So I'm like, man, I need to shut this thing off. And so <laughs> for me, my wife will tell you, if I don't go running, I'm a very, very mean person. <laughs> okay. <laughs> if I go, in other words, after a certain point, if I, if not, if, if I'm not exerting myself physically and giving my mind some rest, yeah, I'm just really moody. I'm not creative. I'm not creative. I'm not kind. Ooh, I'm not tolerant. Okay. So in other words, the worst of me comes out. So then what I'm getting from you is um, for you, when it comes to patterns, what you've no noticed is that when you internally are not at peace or anxious, that affects your output of creativity. Um, along with that, um, you're mentioning that we also need to have a set, we need to know our own busy patterns, right? Yep. So we need yep. to know and understand what, what patterns, um, what patterns we have in terms of business and being busy 
recognize that and also take breaks and have a pause. And those breaks and pause are not only in the worst times, but actually also needed in the best times. So when we're, best times, yep. when we're functioning, whether it's low or high, we still need um, internally to take a pause. Yep. And that pause is where creativity is sparked. And then the other are, let's say, an analytic person, try something artistic. Mm -hmm. yep. If you're artistic, so try something analytic. If you're always like me on the computer, go outside yep. and do something physical. Go Getting for a nature out of walk. Yep. Our norm then also allows us to spark creativity. Yep, absolutely. I've seen that work time and time again in my own personal life. Um, and, and to add one last thing, um, in, in, in the real sense, in the real world sense, again, I, yeah. I used to be, I used to be a, a church planner for a recovery church. And one of the things that was eye opening to me was when one of, uh, when one of the, um, uh, one of our friends used to say that whenever he would have these, these high moments of feeling as if like things are going great. And, and in other words, he would find himself where his emotions would be like, uh, just like really either really excited, just these extreme feelings of just excitement, fulfillment, all this stuff. Right. He says in that moment, he knew that he needed to make a meeting. He needs to make a meeting. He needed to make a meeting. In other words, he needed to go and go to an ah. NA. He needed to go to an NA meeting. He needed to go to a recovery meeting because oh, wow. he he would be steps away from using. He would be steps away. Really? Yeah, because of the extremeness of emotions that he would feel, the sensation of like invincible, inv uh, kind of like this narcissistic feeling of like I can take over and conquer the world. And oh you my gosh! And you see that. But you see that in our society today, uh, entertainers, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. They're 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 the most creative creative people. Like you, I, I you know to 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 talk a little bit about today's uh, uh, in, in today's news cycle of entertainers with Little Nas, right? Little Nas, right? So you've seen the, yeah. the, the shoe that came out, right? So I I I love. Let me tell you something. I <laughs> I have a passion for people that are like that. Oh man. Okay. Okay. So what's your feeling on it? Cause I, I, I started to watch the video and um, my nephew was just like, Shanna, what are you doing <laughs> watching this video? And then I was just like, you know, I was like, okay. So I stepped back because I, I like to censor what I watch. So I didn't watch sure. the whole thing. Yeah. Um, I, would, I, I haven't I, seen it yet. I don't know. What? Okay. So what are your thoughts? I haven't what seen it. I haven't seen it yet. I probably won't watch it, but I see I see what I always see in anyone like that is someone mm. that is streaming to be accepted and to be loved. Oh, um, wow. I don't, <laughs> okay. and, and, and I have okay. to use my, and I have to use my creativity okay. to say that. Um, oh. I, and, and that, and that at its basic, at its most human basic form, every creative person um, has the longing to be loved, accepted, belonging. And they'll use whatever creativity that they have, whether it's music, art, whatever, to basically scream to the world that you do not give me this. And because oh. you do not give me this, I'm going to take it. And this is my vehicle and how I can take it. And so wow. you, you see that. Um, and, you know, again, I used to work in the music industry. So I have a passion for people that are artistic and creatives. In fact, I'm drawn to them. I'm, I'm curious about them. And that's why I don't judge them. I love them. 
and and because of the because of the the emotional extremes that most of them go through and you right. see that a lot right you see that a lot like they're just so extremely creative they're able to tap into a a, a part of of the human emotion and because of that that extreme um uh, uh, that extreme reflection that they go through to tap into that um you know they don't have a spiritual anchor right and that's so interesting you think they don't have a spiritual anchor so they end up flying off the rails and so and then that's nothing different that's nothing new chan this is not nothing new is under the sun like if you're a reader of the bible and, and you and you and you and you find yourself in the book of psalms the book of Psalms are no no walk in the park. You got David talking about how miserable he is, how abandoned he feels, how lonely he feels. You know how like his tears become. You know uh, 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 he 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 drinks his tears, or they become food to him. So you see all this imagination, this creativity in this young man that the Bible calls a a man after God's own heart. And why is that important? Is because if he was after his own heart, he would be ruined. He would mm -hmm. be, um, you know, shipwrecked. So he needs to have a different compass. And his compass is, you know what? I'm going to go after God's heart. Ooh. I'm not going to go after mine because my heart is lacking. It's empty. It's broken. Um, it's never fulfilled. It's never satisfied. If I allow that to be the vehicle of my life, you'll get a little Nas is what you'll get. So okay, so <laughs> let me let me pull this let me pull this into it back into back into this the realm of business because I sure, like sure. I got one really good I got a lot of good takeaways actually. The thing that I think was resonating with me, to be honest, with what you're talking about as it pertains to um this anchor, I think is in regards to burnout and being really successful. You yeah. know, when you're for instance in business, um I've experienced it where I've done something and it's gone really well, right? And yeah. I'm like on an emotional high. The question is that, yeah. right. And then at that point, what do we typically do once we've reached that peak? You know what I mean? Like what, what's the next step? And then also when we get burned, burned out, you're burned out, you are run to the ground, you've ran to the ground or you feel run to the ground. What do you do? And to me from my takeaway with our discussion is that the best way to harness both of those instances rather than just keep on going is to actually intentionally take a pause. Mm -hmm. So take that pause with the highs, take the pause yep. with the lows yep. and yep. reset intentionally all the time. Yep. Be resetting. One of the, one of, one of the favorite, one of my favorite things that I see in, in, in some really awesome CEOs out there um, is, is those CEOs that, that are, intentionally doing that uh okay. they they just have they they have a disciplined lives in terms of 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 how they on how they operate their internal life like um that. and um and that's what makes them really successful it's not so much about you know how they they're strategic or or how their business model is it's really just the fact that they're able to get a handle on their internal life they're able to kind of discipline the chaos on the inside enough to where you know they're able to now harness all their creativity, all their their skill sets, and right. and you know and just and just cause some really awesome things to happen in the world. Um, and and if you if you look at a lot of these CEOs, you know uh, like a Bill Gates or you know or a um, what's the other guy? 
can't think of his name right now, Steve Jobs. Okay. Uh, and you and and uh, and you just and you just kind of examine uh, some of their rhythms and some of their patterns and what they would do to kind of fill their tank and to reset. Um, and um, you know, you 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 would you would see how important it is for them. But then then that's another thing too is to is just to remember that you're not infinite. To yeah. remember to always remember that you're not all knowing, you're not infinite, you're not all powerful, you're not all present. And so because you inherently have limitations on you, then it's gonna be important for you to put in your life, in your daily life, those moments of where you press pause and those moments where um, you take a break, you you know you you reset, um, and and e you either do it willingly or you're gonna find yourself. <laughs> I'm telling you, you either do it willingly um, or you're gonna find yourself having to do it because you're forced to. Okay. And you know because you're going into rehab and you have no choice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm being honest. I'm being honest. And you're again, not lying. I agree. And I've seen. Right. I, you know, and you're going into rehab because you have no choice and you're going into therapy. And then the thing is like, I, I applaud anyone um, that goes into therapy. Sometimes when you talk about therapy, it has like negative, uh, negative tones to it, right? Negative connotations to it. There's almost like a stigma. Wow. Yeah. What? You're, you're in therapy and you don't understand. But, with you? Nothing. But, but that's, but the thing is though, it's actually the opposite. It actually means that you are wanting yeah. to find wholeness you know you're wanting to want to find um and to find uh new tools and new skill sets to be at peace like you know uh, having someone now to come in that is not living within your skin and to mm -hmm. kind of be objective and to help you now manage the unmanageable in your life so you know and then and then they can see it they can see what's unmanageable and they can see oh and they can kind of like come at it in a very simplistic way. They're like, hey, you should just do this, 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 and your life will be better. And for us, we're like, what do you mean? What are you, you know, talking what, about? What are you talking about? But but that's the beauty, that's the beauty of having um, access to other people in your world that will give you those insights. Um, and uh, and they can, can can easily kind of just see where you can make those small little changes in your life, you know? But um yeah, but coming back to what you know, what you what you said, I think I think the the important thing is is just to have those moments where you're resetting, whether you're successful or not, they're going to be so valuable for you. Um, your creativity is going to depend on your ability to just find moments of peace and relaxation, and it goes beyond just vacation because even in vacation, you can still find reasons to work. Right. I can tell you that from experience. Like I'm, I'm supposed to be on vacation. I'm still answering emails, or, or I'm still trying to, or I'm still trying to process and figure something out while I'm on vacation. And so you, that, that's again, that's that drivenness that we, that's inside of us, especially us like entrepreneurs and our creatives. We just have this drive. Yeah. We can't explain it. It's just we wake up with it. It kind of wakes us up in the morning and says, it kind of screams at us and says, okay, you got to get something done today. You know, you can't go another day without accomplishing. You can't go another day without checking off that in your checklist. And 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 <sighs> we we have to, you know, obviously there's a pro to those things, 
but then yeah. the con the con is is that we you know we we cut our lives so short um Ooh. we cut our lives so short and so it's just it's just something that we always have to be conscious of i love the ceos man that i see um i used to work at before you know before, when i was uh, just graduating out of high school one of the CEOs for the vitamin shop. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard of the vitamin shop, but the vitamin I shop. Have. <laughs> so the vitamin shop before it was the successful thing like GNC. Um, the vitamin shop only had like a few franchises. And at the time when I graduated high school, I was working in the headquarters for the vitamin shop. I was working in customer service and uh, it was literally this, this sort of like this um, blooming business, right? Health was becoming the sort of boom thing. And the vitamin shop was like in the cusp of that. And they and they only had like a small number of franchises. And there I was just fresh out of high school. Um, you know, uh, I was taking a break from um, from wanting to go. I didn't go to college right away. I, I was I went, I went right into the job market. And one of the things that in that, that was impressioned into my mind was watching the CEO of the vitamin shop coming out sitting down with the rest of the customer service agents and taking calls. That's awesome. Just understanding, awesome. <laughs> taking calls with the rest of the company. And I was just, and it just like floored me. Like he, you're the CEO, you're, this is all yours. Like, what are you doing coming down here with the rest of us? And, and it just showed how he cared, right? It showed how curious he was, how he cared. And it really takes courage to do something like that because, yeah. you know, he, in your position, you shouldn't have to do that, but he did that. And you know who does something like that? Elon Musk does st stuff like that. Okay. That, uh, if you if you study Elon Musk and and uh, uh, and uh, uh, how he kind of like, um, you know, uh, just inspires his uh, his workers to do like, like amazing things, and he's always, you know, this. Again, Elon Musk is like this out of this world creative thinker, right? He's like, he he's he's on one hand he's creating functional things like automobiles, and on the other hand he's like creating like rocket ships. He's thinking about how can we get to Mars. You see what I'm saying? That's I crazy. Do. That's crazy. But then, in one hand, you see how he's he inspires his his workers to do great things. You can't have a company like that unless you have workers that are just inspired by you. And so there is this scene, if you were to research Elon Musk, you will find that like he'll have like, like when, when his workers are working all hours, he'd be there with them at all hours working with them. Like in other words, he's in, he cares about, he's not just preaching it, but he's actually doing what he preaches. Yeah. And I think that's actually something that's very important for just any, any boss is to, hey, it's one thing to tell people what to do, but it's quite a different thing when they actually watch you do it with them. Um, and awesome. it, it really and it really inspires people. So yeah. Ooh, okay. I, I, said, right. I, said, I said a lot of stuff. I know I said a lot. Of let's stuff. Let's, <laughs> let's keep keep going. So I, I have um, just a few more questions that All I'll right. pull out. Um, All right, cool, cool. Because I want to honor your time. Um, I know that. So I mentioned already. Your husband. You're a father. You're um, a pastor, musician. You're an MBA student. You you've got a lot going on um, simultaneously. Like. How do you navigate being in all those spaces? Um, it's actually quite simple. Okay. Um, it's simple and not simple at the same time. It's complicated <laughs> and not complicated at the same time. Uh, it's understanding that I'm all those things. Oh, and I like that. Yeah. 
I used to I used to really fight I used to really fight on wanting to be one thing, but then uh, understanding that you're all those things. But it's really it's really uh, making up. It's really coming to terms and settling in your heart which one of those things are the most important to you. And that one thing is actually what kind of like this wonderful stream, right? It's this one beautiful stream that's powerful, beautiful, and, and has so much, so much resources. But it, 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 it's, this, it's this river that flows like streams. That's what I meant to say. It's this beautiful, powerful river, right, that has multiple streams going out of it. And so, but the question is, what is the stream? What is the one thing? And so for me, unless I have my internal life, my faith life, my thought life anchored to a greater love, a greater source, I can't be anything to anyone, you know? And it's actually because of my connection to that source, to that one river, is actually what now it's almost as if I've given the freedom now to flow in all these different rivers. It's like sun. Wow. It's like sun. I've equipped you in all these different areas. Um, I want you to go ahead and try any any of these areas that you can try. And I love and I love like again, you could kind of if you were to do a case study on individuals like David, right? So he was what a king, yeah, song, songwriter, yep, you know, a warrior, a warrior, a father, brother, a father, right. So he was all those things, but it came from his faith. Yeah, it came right. from his why. It came from that internal source that was um, the main thing, right? Yeah. The one thing, the one thing, right? So he, he writes in the Psalm, one thing have I desired. Not a million and one things, just the one thing have I desired. And that is to, you know, that is to dwell in the house of the Lord, right? Mm-hmm. That one desire that he has is to be in fellowship with his creator. And out of that one desire, he's able to now accomplish many desires of his heart, right? We have, you know, you will, you know, uh, uh, delight yourself in the Lord and you will what? You know? He'll give you all the the desires of your heart. Right. Yeah. Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. But that's the thing, though. But here's the deal. When out of delighting yourself in something greater than yourself is when your your heart delights in something that's greater than yourself. Because the problem because the problem is is that if you were to take that portion of scripture out of context and saying God is telling me that you know I can have you know uh, that He will give you the desires of your heart. You know, but the thing is, you have to understand something that he's he's commanding you to first delight in him so yeah. that he can he can set your heart right. Um, um, and so back to your original question, how am I able to kind of like maneuver in all these different spaces? It's just it's just knowing that the right time in the right place, Janda, the right yeah. time in the right place um, and knowing when when that in that side of me is needed. Um, all of us have those gift mixes and then we just have to know when that side of you is needed and it's not needed. All of those spaces are not needed at one time. It's just knowing when, and when is the right time? Where is the right place? And are you the right person? Is it the right time? Is it the right place? And are you the right person? So when you're asked to do something, then that side of you is needed, Chanda. This side of you is possibly, but you're bringing 
that's all of you. So I, I'm, you know, I, I don't separate all those individuals. That, that's all of me. Um, and it all comes from my relationship with the source, with that river um, as a worshiper, right? It comes out of that. That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. So it's really, <laughs> that sense. I mean, that no, it does. Because you're saying um, essentially what really keeps you um, centered and focused is having your eyes on God internally. And through that anchor is what then flows through for you then to be able to operate in what's needed at the, at the appropriate time. Yeah. And then with that yeah. also, sounds like you're saying you have um, anchoring yourself on God allows you to have a mindset of abundance. Right. And also you get the wisdom to know when to utilize some of these, some of these um, um, gift mixes that you have. And um, you can kind of see it played out. Again, I like to use scripture because I feel like it gives me a good view of how God uses, um, you know, how God just uses us in the context of you know, of our world. And so you see individuals like, for example, uh, like Daniel, right? Daniel was probably yeah. a good example where he was just uh, considered smart, considered gifted. Um, and yet he was possibly at the worst possible time of his life. Yeah. <laughs> he wasn't trying to be gifted. He wasn't no. trying to be smart. He wasn't trying to be any of those things. It was actually out of a necessity to survive. And it was out of a necessity to thrive in a world that was hostile to him. And the only way he was able to function in all those roles is, uh, is because he was connected to the source. And what did he do? He went back to retreating, man. He would go and pray three times a day, right? He would go back and he would reset every day. You know, can you imagine having to like, have your name change, your identity change? Can you imagine like getting, you know, your, your name is no longer Chan. I'm going to give you a new name now. This is your name. You know, this is, this is your identity. And, you know, we don't, we don't stop to think, you know, we, we, we admire these individuals, but we don't see that they're not trying to be, they weren't trying to be world changers. They were in the worst possible scenarios of their lives. And, but God is giving us the tools and, and the, and the answers on how to, utilize all these uh, all these both these natural gifts and these supernatural gifts that God has given us for those of you that are believers you you know you have your your natural gifts that that God has given you regardless of whether you believe in him or not and then you have your supernatural gifts which come as a result of a relationship with with Jesus comes through the holy spirit you have now you have these supernatural gifts that become activated you know when they're needed and so you can kind of see that play out in Daniel's life where the supernatural gifts of answering dreams, right. right, came into play at the right times when they were needed. And so, and, and, uh, and I think, that, and I think for the purposes of your question is just understanding when is the right time to utilize those gifts, you know, um, you know, knowing, knowing when that side of you is needed. Yeah. I like that. I'm going to take a little bit of that and expand on it just a little. No, um, sure. So the practical sense where I can think about the experiences that we have both professionally and personally throughout our lives. And then basically those experiences being worth something so yeah. that at a time when it's needed, being yeah. able to pull out of that toolbox and then utilize that skill. Absolutely. There's that. nothing okay. there. 
there's nothing wasted. I can tell you no. there's nothing wasted. Um, and um, everything is useful. Even even our poor, even our really bad experiences are useful. Yeah. Woo, okay. All right, so Pastor, let me um, wrap this up. I have right. one more question for you. Cool. Um, Fired tell at me. me about <laughs> an expensive lesson that you learned in 2020. And it doesn't have to be monetary. What was an, an expensive ex lesson? <laughs> an expensive lesson. Oh, my. Um, cost you something. <laughs> yeah, it cost me something. Um, I think that had I continued to invest in uh continuing to invest in certain relationships with okay. people that co continue to invest in relationships with with individuals that um that i probably should have spent more time with and oh yeah okay. i think i think it's it's investing in more relationships is what um uh, because what happened what happened with and i'm sure a lot of people experience this is that you know there's 2020 brought on a lot of moments of solitude for a lot of people. Yeah. And then, you know, so unless you had like this sort of like this network of individuals for you to connect with, you were kind of like processing things on your own. Yeah, right. Definitely. And um, so I think that what was expensive for me was um, not having, you know, not continuing to, to cultivate a lot of those relationships from, from my past, from people that, really invested in me and so i'm kind of doing that i'm kind of doing that now um because i saw that i really needed those individuals that really took the time to like you know to speak into my life to um to to just be my friends i think i i recently spoke to a gentleman um you know and he's also in the same journey and similar journey with me he's a youth pastor too and and he was telling me about like you know the, he he has you know this opportunity now came to him to um, to to basically um, take uh, the 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 this particular ministry to another level. Now uh, he had stepped away from being uh, from being a leader, and now he was given back the responsibility again. So now he's excited about all the potential that could come of just him, you know, going all in on this thing. And then I said to him, you know. I'm really happy for you. I'm really excited for you. And, and this is what I said to him. I'm really happy for you. I'm really excited for you. I can't wait to see what, 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 you know, what God does, what, you know, what happens. But I want to just tell you something and just being, being very, very frank with you. Um, I don't, I'm not looking for ministry partners. I'm looking for friends. Oh, and, um, <laughs> That's yeah, nice. I get it. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, look, man, I'm not, and I'll probably say this to in this way. I'm not looking for, for associates. I'm not looking for colleagues. I'm looking for friends. Yeah. Um, and we can see Jesus doing that, right? So Jesus says, look, I don't call you my servants. I call you my friends. And I think all of us long for those types of relationships of people that just really see you. Chanda, you can be yourself around them. I remember one of my friends like back in like early, gosh, this was early 2000, Chanda, early 2000. And I was already doing ministry at a young age. I was, I was leading worship. I was being given responsibilities to be a leader at a young age, you know, literally 19. And I was put, being put in a position to lead. And yet I was, this un, I was a reluctant leader because I didn't want to lead. I, but yet I had the ability to lead. So that, that was, my, that was my, my tension, wanting to lead and not wanting to lead at the same time. But knowing that I could, that was my tension. 
And then my one of uh, one of one of my friends that I made that came in from the UK from the UK this ministry that came in from the UK and said to me she said to me in these words but Irwin but who's looking after Irwin oh like who's looking <laughs> yeah like who's looking after you like in other words do you have people in your life that you're just yourself around like like you don't have to be anything you can just do you have people yeah. in your life that you can just laugh with? You can just be yourself you and be, can be free. You can be right, right. And I'm not saying that you're 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 being inauthentic. Like no, I like, get it. It's I get like it. it's like you're not trying to impress someone all the time. Right. And so she she really put me to task and saying to me, you know, do you have friends in your life that yeah. are just in it for you? And that kind of stayed with me. And that was like really early. I mean, like 19, man. Like that was too deep for me to even process. So I, 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 I think about that now because then I realize, wow, do I have friendships in my life like that today? As you know, and the thing is, as you get older, you, your your ability to invite friendships into your life become less and less. I don't know if you realize that. If you if you if you kind of have seen uh, that, maybe that's just me. Maybe it's just me. But I don't you, think it's just you. But you're but. I, I, yeah. Okay, so I don't think it's just you. Um, I say that because <laughs> that has been the case for me generally, but I've been very intentional about yeah, being yeah. more open. But you were saying though. Yeah, so, yeah, but that's but that's that but that's the thing though. It's like the people that you're comfortable with in your circle, those are the individuals that are in your circle. And you might not have room to let others in. Hmm. And so I've gotten to a place, 2020 has put me in a place where I want to now, you know, expand my tent of friendships. And I want to, okay. I'm not saying I want to have 20 friends. I'm just saying I want to have at least five, five to good, 10 good friends that know me and, okay. and I can be myself around and like, you know, they, and so I'll, if it, it's, it's something that I realized that uh, in 2020, so many people felt that loneliness in that moment. Yeah. Like they felt like, oh my gosh, I thought I had friends. And oh. it took and it took isolation to realize that I really don't have friends. <laughs> it was the opposite for me. <laughs> That's what I, 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 I was actually purging. I was like, I was like, and okay, you was like I need to cut <laughs> I need to cut out all these people. <laughs> It was, it was the reason. It was, it was like the opportunity for me to just be like, release, like yeah. go. No, for me, it was like, for me, it was like, it was like, oh my goodness, what have I done? I've shut out all these people over the years. Oh no. I, you know what I mean? Like what, 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 yeah. what happens is, is what happens is as, you know, as you, as you, as you start to kind of like develop your own, um, your own rhythms of life, your own mission yes. and goals, you know, there, you, you start to have, um, there are certain friendships that kind of stick around with you and there are certain friendships that don't. And yeah. so um, I realized that I have a lot of acquaintances in my life, you know? And so I'm, I'm no longer looking for acquaintances. I have, I, I really don't want any of them anymore. I want friendships. So when yeah, I was speaking, when I was speaking to this young man and you know, he was so, so excited. I said to him and I said to him, Hey man, you know, I'm not looking for ministry partners. I'm looking for friends. <laughs> and I said, because, and, and I, and, and the thing was like, I, I really was intentional. I said to him, hey, and this is how you know if they want to be friends or not, Chanda. 
as when you actually put a date to it and you're saying, Hey, let's get together and hang out okay. Friday at one o'clock. And if they tell you, okay, let's connect or, um, or we'll see you or I'll see you when I see you or yeah, let's do it. But, but they don't give you an actual date or time. Yeah. That's when you know that they're not really looking for friendship. They're not looking for friends. They're looking for acquaintances. Probably. In other words, they're looking for, they're looking for partners that can kind of get them from A to B. Understood. Understood. You know what I mean? Um, and so, you know, you, it's like all of us need to have like, you know, all of us need to have board of directors in our lives that just are yeah. trying to make us succeed. You know what I mean? And so I think my intentionality is really just to kind of like, um, really allow God to, 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 uh, really, God really allowed, God really used 2020 to really just use certain friendships and relationships in my life in that way, where it's more intentional. Um, and I'm, you know, and I'm thankful, uh, for the friendships and the relationships that God has, has, has brought to me. So, um, I, but now to your point, I, I want to be more intentional with those relationships, you know? So, but, um, yeah, but 2020 was brutal for some of us. And I think for those that are struggling in terms of like friendships, you know, it's like, you know, you got 4,000 friends on Instagram, but then you feel like you got no friends, you know? Hey there, if you've come along this far, consider subscribing and also leave a rating. Thank you. Erwin, I want to just thank you so much. Um, Very for welcome. Time. And I probably, well, I'll definitely circle back with you on this. I appreciate the conversation. Are there any last comments, things that you have going on that you want the audience to? Uh, sure. Sure. Uh, well, I'm in the middle of, I'm in the middle of my graduate degree. I'm pursuing my, my MBA, like I said before. Um, so I'm in the throes of that. Um, there's, there are a couple of things that are in the works for me in terms of creativity. Um, I'm actually working on a book, um, believe it or not. Um, working on a book and um uh, i am also going to at some point revisit a lot of my musical projects that i've had that i started over the years so some at some point i'm going to take up back up my some of the musical projects that i've started um hoping that uh, i'll be able to release something of original work for me soon so yeah so those are two things that i got going on just some writings and some music find you so media. oh yeah sure uh, if you're if you want to follow me and you want to uh, be in the know and up to date with some of the things that are going on in my world um, as a teen director I'm currently a teen director at Christ Church but I'm also um, I also am a you know I get invited to to do speaking engagements I get invited to do music engagements I'm actually leading um, uh, for a uh, a college retreat a, at Pillar College which is a Christian College in Newark, New Jersey. They have various campuses uh, in New Jersey. So I'm, I'm invited to do uh, the, the uh, worship retreat for their students. Um, so I'll be the, the leading worship leader in the, in the beginning of the segment. Um, so the, yeah, so those are some things that I, if you want to follow me, you can follow me at um, Instagram on at Erwin, E-R-W-I-N-J Rodriguez. Um, that's my Instagram handle. If you want to follow me on Facebook, uh, you can follow me at Erwin Rodriguez. Um, I think that's how I, I'm, I, I'm listed in Facebook. Facebook is still a bit of a mystery to me now. But um, so, but Instagram is probably what I use the most. 
Uh, I'm on Twitter, Erwin J. Rodriguez. I'm on Twitter as well. So if you want to follow any of those handles, um, uh, maybe Chanda, I'll, I'll probably send them to Chanda. Chanda can maybe, if you're doing any editing, you can probably put them anywhere around here. You know, yeah. We are wrapping up episode two. Thank you so much for joining us. To keep in touch with Erwin Rodriguez, please check the show notes. This is Where Process Meets Application, and I am Chanda Louise Otone. Talk to you next time.